Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Special Educators Resource Room. So the first episode was a bit of a story time, a chance for us to get to know each other better. This episode, completely different. This is more of the notes-taking episode. It's on my favorite topic, data collection. However, you do not need to take notes because I've already done that for you. You can find the show notes at Positively Learning blog, and I even put a link to a blog post for more details. All right, so are you team digital or team paper? I've asked that question many times through email, Instagram, and the Special Educators Resource Room Facebook group, and the results are always remarkably similar. The results always come back 50 50. 50% say digital all day, every day. And the other half says, I'll take a pencil, paper, and a clipboard, please. And you know what? Of course, neither answer's right or wrong, but you also don't have to choose. You can do a little bit of both. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some examples of digital and paper, some pros and cons just to think about for each side and what worked for me. All right, so let's kick it off with digital. So when I think of digital, my mind automatically goes to Google Forms. Yours too? Google Forms are these little pieces of magic. They are easy to create, easy to use, and easy to share. So I'm going to pause there and go on a quick data collection tangent. I know as special educators, it feels like the responsibilities of data collection are all resting on your shoulders. And it makes sense. If you're not actively tracking data or progress monitoring, then you're thinking about it. However, it is so important to get data from multiple sources. We all know that sometimes skills that are demonstrated in the resource room setting don't necessarily transfer over to the inclusion classroom. So collecting data from multiple sources gives us a more holistic picture and Google Forms makes it really easy to do this. Another digital resource that I found really effective and highly engaging was using some type of student interacting digital platform. So this could look like students playing a game that was made from Google Slides or Google Quizzes, which are basically Google Forms all dressed up. Or maybe it's Boom Cards, which I found really accessible to younger students. But students are answering these questions, playing these games, and on the back end, data is being collected on their accuracy. So a great way to collect a quick data point. All right, let's switch over to paper data. You can probably think of so many different paper resources right away, from checklists to frequency trackers, student data notebooks, data walls, even sticky note data collection, and my favorite is work samples using a rubric. 
There are so many options for paper-based. So now, how are you going to choose? They're all great. So I'm going to give some pros, definitely why I would go one side or the other before I reveal, but I'm also going to give you some things to think about. And these are things that I just don't feel are talked about often enough. So let's kick it off with digital. One of the greatest benefits, in my opinion, to using a data collection in digital format is the ability to easily analyze the data. In fact, some platforms are even going to do this for you and producing these cute charts and graphs. Yes, you could do this manually. In fact, I love spending time in data analysis, but in my case, I kind of like it too much, meaning I spend so much time with it and I get a bit lost in the woods and I don't always come out the other side with clear next steps. So going digital is definitely going to be a time saver for me. Another pro to going digital is the ability to easily share with other team members. Yes, we did touch on this earlier with data collection, but it also works for sharing data results. Again, you could do this manually, taking any paper-based assessment, entering it into Google Forms or Google Sheets to produce charts that are easy to share. But digital wins again for saving time here. Now some considerations for going digital. You definitely want to take inventory of your technology and Wi-Fi. These are two factors that greatly impacted me in the classroom. We just did not have reliable technology as far as it working from one day to the next or being available. And our Wi-Fi tended to go on vacation more often than not. And there's just nothing more frustrating when working with a student and collecting data and the technology fails. Now, another consideration with going digital and one that I just don't hear talked about enough is the idea that technology can really distract our students. Now, you know your students best. It could totally go the other direction. Technology could be a huge engagement boost. Maybe students are using boom cards. They're highly engaged. So you know that assessment data that you're collecting is going to be really valid. However, it can work the exact opposite, whether it's the technology that's distracting or the logistics, like using a mouse and following those directions. That you know best what's going to work for your students in collecting the most accurate data. So now let's switch over to paper. The biggest pro to using a paper-based data resource that I've heard is all about the comfort level. Maybe you are incorporating more and more digital. However, when push comes to shove and you're in a time crunch, it's just so easy to grab that paper checklist. That comfort level also extends to when you are gathering multiple data points, maybe within the same observation. It's very easy to stack different forms on a clipboard. You can stay present during that observation as you quickly flip over the data form. Maybe you don't have that same comfort level with digital, saving, closing out, opening a new digital form, all within that same observation time period. Another pro is when you're using paper, you don't have to rely on the internet, on a digital platform cooperating. And yes, this was my tip because that was my reality. It was so much easier to grab a sticky note, 
the back of a nurse pad, using a work sample, and not having to rely on anything else. Now, a con to using paper-based, and this is also a reality to me, is you can misplace that data. You can misplace those copies. It's happened way too many times. And if I had used digital at that time, it would have been saved somewhere where I could have found it again. So those are a few of the pros and cons to using a digital or paper-based system. So now I have to ask, what team are you on? Did you stay on the same team or did you change your mind? And remember, you don't have to choose. You may even find yourself using paper-based with one student and digital with another. So what team am I on? I'm sure it comes as no surprise that I did a little bit of both. I found that during the data collection phase, it was pretty easy to stay with paper. I mean, you already heard about our technology issues. I just found that technology also was a huge distractor during data collection for my students. Now, it was really easy to slyly use a checklist during a performance assessment. So that was a efficient way of taking data in the resource room. Now, I did transfer over to digital as fast as I could. So I could get organized, I didn't misplace anything, and I could move on with data analysis. So we did a little bit of both and that worked for us. I can't wait to hear what worked for you. Let me know if you are one team or the other, or maybe you're like me and a little bit of both. If you're still not exactly sure, be sure to check out those show notes. There'll be a link to a blog post with more details all from this podcast. And I thank you so much for listening. It would be such an honor if you hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll be back next week talking about how we can support our paraprofessionals. Until then, take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe buttons so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at positivelylearningblog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.